What a blessing to have each one of you here as we wrap up our three-week series today that we've called Give It a Rest. Part one and part two are both available on our website, crosspoint247.com, on our YouTube channel, or even on our church app. And, And you can recommend those to a friend, share those with them, You know, this next Sunday, uh, Pastor Will will be back. He's been on vacation for a few weeks, relaxing with his family. We love Pastor Will. He is an amazing leader. You know, one of the evidences of a great leader is what happens when they're not here. And, you know, we've had some amazing life changes changes happen in this last week. A week ago, um, Saturday, on our Kids Crazy Community Party, as as Pastor Faith, our children's pastor, shared in the offering talk, we had 33 kids give their lives to Jesus during that party. Can we just give God a thank you? Yes, and and last Sunday, during our services, we had another 13 people choose Jesus uh, as their Savior to follow him. Can we give God another thank you? Yes. This past Wednesday night, um, Jerry Cantu, our youth pastor and his leadership team, did a great job getting ready. They had this amazing dodgeball tournament, and they brought over 100 students into this room, and we had 13 students give their lives to Christ last Wednesday night. Can we give God a thank you? Yes, that's awesome. And even at drive through prayer last Wednesday in the afternoon, we had a lady pull in, just broken tears coming down her face, and she said, I need Jesus in my life. I'm ready. She gave her life to Jesus at drive through prayer last Wednesday. Yes, thank God. That is 60 lives that have changed in one week period. We couldn't do it without you all as our dream team, volunteering in all these areas and things that we do with great leadership of Pastor Will and the other staff, even Pastor Jorge. I can't help but think that Miss Kayla was waiting for him in the back after that offering talk, okay, just a minute ago. But you know, God is at work. We're grateful for you all and to have you here. And this next week is going to be an amazing week. We have school kicking off. The first day of school for our public school system here, Church Cibolo Universal City School District. Your kids may be in a private school somewhere in another public school system or or homeschooled, whatever it may be. But we're going to take a moment and we're going to pray for this first day of school coming this next week. Our drive-through prayer team will be ready this Wednesday to pray over kids and parents during our drive-through prayer time, 7 a.m. to 8.30 and 4 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. We got a special gift we're going to give each child that comes through. We're going to give them a pocket cross. As a reminder is when they go to school, they can take that little cross from their backpack or in their pocket and remember when they look at that, that God's with them every step of the way. Then we got another gift we're going to give kids too. So put it out on social media. If you got kids, bring them through our drive through prayer, even if they're starting school later or whatever it might be. We're going to pray over them this Wednesday during our drive through prayer time and thank God for them. So I want to encourage you to bring them through. Well, let's pray as we get started. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for your presence. Thank you that you are here in this room. Can you feel him? He's right here. And God, I pray as we continue to worship you through the truth of your word, that you'd remove any fear, worry, distraction from our mind, that you would fall over us right now and help us to zone right into what you want to say to us and through us for your glory. And God, we take a moment and we pray for this next week as schools get started. We pray for all the faculty of schools. We, we, pray, we pray for all of our teachers, whether it be moms or dads, homeschooling, whatever it might be. We pray your hand would be upon them, that they would be able to nurture and love kids as they grow through their journey through life. 
And we pray for safety and wellness over all of our children, wherever they go to school, that you keep them safe, that you protect their identity in you. God, protect them physically from harm. Protect them emotionally from harm. God, may they, each one of them, feel the love of your presence and know that you're right with them. Remove any fear, worry, anxiety about the first day of school, whether it's a new school, new grade, whatever it might be. We just pray that you would use them as a light into a field that needs light. We love you, God, and you're welcome here in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I'm convinced that all of us, no matter how old our young we are, whether we're married or single, whatever our past experiences are, I'm convinced that all of us are in need of healing in some area of our life. Whatever that area might be in, you're in the right place today. Whether you're listening from another source, whether you're right here physically, I'm convinced that healing occurs when we allow ourselves the time, the space, and grace to be in the presence of God in the middle of our busy lives. Anyone felt like last week was busy for you? We'd probably all say, yeah, I just think it was too busy. That's why we're doing this series. And week one, we talked about why rest. We identified really what rest was and, and how God began with rest after creation. And we, we defined rest as simply ceasing from labor, observing, and worshiping. And God modeled rest to us because we need it in our lives. We need 10 minutes of rest during a day to close our eyes or to stop all instructions or so mom can, can use the restroom in peace, you know. We need blocks of rest. Maybe it's 30 minutes, whatever. We need blocks of rest in our life because it's in that that we, we focus on the re. And the re is going back to a prior state. We were born into this world with the ability to rest well as an infant. But through life, with all the stresses and all the challenges, we forget how to rest well. How many of y'all would say, I, I could use some more rest in my life, some more calm in my life? You know, that would be me. And so week one, we identified that. That's up on our website, on our, on our church app. And week two, last week, we looked at the rest that we've been missing. And we opened up five out of the seven types of rest that are so easily depleted in our lives but are so significant to us obtaining a well-rested life. And, and I'm convinced that God wants all of us to obtain a well-rested life. We know the enemy is a liar. He's a loser. He doesn't care about us, but God does. And we're gonna recap those first five. Boy, they are available um, on our website as well when you go back and listen to the talk. But the first one was physical rest. We need physical rest. We need the time where we just lay our bodies down and, and get still. We looked at some and we looked at some active forms of rest. When we do light exercising and stretching, and we looked at inactive rest, when we just get still and lay down and get quiet and go to sleep. We need some mental rest in our life, this quiet, cerebral background noise in our brain. We need some mental rest because we have so much coming at us all the time. We have struggles, we have problems, we have lights, we have sounds coming at us. We need some emotional rest in our life. We need to acknowledge our current truth. Man, man, we could all just 
do some relaxing with our minds and some emotions and some feelings that we've been having. We need some emotional rest and we need spiritual rest because really that is the foundation for all the other forms of rest. It begins with a personal relationship with Jesus in our life, taking the next step in our spiritual journey. If we already have Christ as our savior, we need to enter our personal sanctuary, this place of rest. Maybe it's your time alone with God with some coffee and, and, and a version Bible app devotion, or maybe it's sitting on the, the back porch and the sanctuary is like a place of safety, a, a, a place of stillness, a place of refuge where we know we're going we're gonna to ask God, we're going to invite God into our day. Do you know when at times that when, when, when God has moved in me the most in my life is when I've been sitting on my back porch or, or walking or jogging down the road, listening to worship music, times when God has just met with me. We need it because those have been sanctuaries. When I, when I walk or do some, some jogging outside, I gotta be really careful. I can get so wrapped up in my music that I forget to look for cars, okay? So they're not always looking for me. And I fell a couple times too. And the last time I fell, I did a, a roll, a front forwards roll. And, and I thought, oh my gosh, this is gonna hurt, you know? And I said, God, please keep me off the pavement. And I rolled in the grass and I got down and realized I was okay. Then my next prayer was, God, I hope no one saw me. Okay. <laughs> so as I'm getting up, this lady stopped her car in the middle of the road and she goes, are you okay? And I said, God, I thought I asked you to not have no one see me. I said, yeah, I'm okay. Just hurt my pride. Okay. We need social rest in our life. We need to find the solace in another. We need some social rest and we need to be around positive thinking people because it takes 10 positives to offset one negative. And these last two types of rest are not often thought about um, as needs in our life, but they are just as important as the first five. And all of these forms of rest, you can see them recapped on our toolbox, which is a link we send out every Sunday afternoon. It recaps the message notes, the things we have on the screen. It has some discussion questions. You can use them as, as, as questions for a devotion. You can use them in a small group or with your family. Some of our small groups will use them when our journey teams kick off in September, but you can use them as a way to help you grow. There are links on there to click on and watch the service from YouTube that we just had that past week. You can simply text toolbox. If you don't have our toolbox link coming to you, then take your phone out right now. Text the word toolbox to 210-817-8121 and sign up for our toolbox. It comes out every Sunday afternoon with all the stuff from the previous Sunday's message. So I'm going to encourage you to do that because it will help you Number six, this next form of rest is sensory rest. Say, Corey, what's sensory rest? Sensory, well, we have these five senses, right? We have these things that we feel, we, we see, we hear, all these things we taste, all these things coming at us constantly. How many of y'all could use a few less notifications on your phones? You know, I always say, you want notifications? No, okay, <laughs> Because I, I don't want to know when I get an email. Maybe that should know when I get an email, but sometimes I don't want to know because I get lots of emails sometimes. So I go back and look at them later. You know, we'll talk about uh, one of those gifts of rest in just a moment. I'm not going to open that one up right now, but we'll get back to it. But we have all these sounds coming at us. I don't think we're just dying for a few more beeps in our life, are we? You know? We have all these things bombarding us and we have to remove external distractions at times in our life to bring some calm to us. 
Some, some sounds we like, some music we like. Yes, it's good, but we need to know what, it, what, is, what is hurting us as well. Our overly busy and overly stimulating society has created the perfect environment for sensory overload. You may be here today saying, man, I'm sensory overload. I can't use another thing coming at me, a sound, a beep, an email, a social media thing. I, I, just, I just got all I can handle right now. Some of you can relate to that, all the new technology advancements, which is good, but if we're not balanced, it's chipping away at our sanity, okay, in our five senses, Sensory rest involves denying one or more of our senses of the physical world for short periods of time. In other words, it's okay to use airplane mode. It's okay to, to walk away from your phone or from your connectivity to other things and just be still. It is okay. Some of you today need to have permission to do that. I give you permission. Wait a minute, someone's gonna get mad at me. They'll get over it, okay? We need to know when we need to unplug, and that's a tip. It's a tip for century rest is unplug. Take a minute, a moment of time, and unplug. Test your sensory response. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, there are some colors that are refreshing to us. There are some things that, there are some smells that we, that we like in diffusers. We use diffusers in our home. And man, I, I, I get up in the morning where I sit and have my coffee. I, 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 I analyze my senses. I put some peaceful in the diffuser. I set up this little color light to relax on my, um, on my light in front of my chair, you know? And because it helps me, I, you, you have to know what centuries, what things fuel you and what things get you down or discouraged. And so you need to think about that. Test your sensory response. And the seventh one is creative rest. And we need to soak up beauty and light. God's created us to enjoy beauty and light. God modeled us. We're created in the image of God. After God created everything, he said it was good. He enjoyed ceasing from labor and looking at everything he had created. Wow, I love those. I love how that water flows over there. I like, man, that, that's a great looking beach, you know. God was enjoying that. He's created us to have those moments and enjoy that in our own rest, in our own lives. Creative rest is the rest one finds when immersed in creative beauty. And I want to encourage you to be taking some notes, writing some things down on your note page on your app or, or, or maybe on a, on a separate piece of paper if you have one available or snapping some pictures of some of the things so you can soak it up. Because when you see, hear, or do and use those senses that God's given us, you're going to retain much more because I believe that is God's heart. That is God's plan. Our souls yearn to be awed and captivated. Creative rest is why many of us feel peaceful in the mountains or relaxed at the beach. And here's the truth. When we're deprived of these opportunities of creative rest, depression and, and apathy arise within us. And creative rest uh, revives our failing hearts. Another reason why COVID was so tough on people is because they, they were alone. They were inside. They weren't outside feeling the sun on them or, or smelling the air, hopefully clean air, wherever they lived, you know, or, or just seeing the clouds and feeling the humidity in the, in the South Texas sun, you know. 
We need to get outside. And this picture of Bonnie and I here, we, we, were, we were in California uh, in June and, and we went to Sunset Beach, okay? We thought, let's go soak up some creative beauty at Sunset Beach. And I'm telling you, it was cold at Sunset Beach in June. We had our jackets on and we were just captivated watching the sun go down and looking at God's creation, enjoying one another, smiling and just having a great time together. We need times of creative rest in our life because it's going to encourage us. It's going to help us. So what are some tips for creative rest? Well, we simply build periods of rest into our lives, whether it be 30 minutes, 60 minutes, an hour. We build these things into our life. We take a moment to exhale because it's going to help us. Maybe it's a day. Maybe it's a, a weekend. Maybe it's an entire week and we get outside and we enjoy God's creation because it will fuel you. It will encourage you. And then we can simply practice flow break rhythm. What is that? Well, the sun goes up and the sun goes down. In other words, we, we observe things in the morning. Maybe you like to get up in the morning. Maybe you don't like to get up in the morning. But one of the things I like to do, part of my creative rest is I get up in the morning. I like to turn on my, my outdoor lights along my fence and, and see all the lights. Hopefully it doesn't bother my neighbor too much, you know. And I like to enjoy the scenery of my backyard. I like going in my backyard. And I like green grass because it fuels me. I don't like crunchy grass. So I pay a lot of money for water right now. Okay, but I have green grass. I got the water bill to prove it, okay? You know, and, and, but I even water part of my neighbor's grass too, you know, because I like green grass. But you know, God will do things in us when we get outside and enjoy the nature. And then we have a body clock. Our, our bodies tell us when we're tired, but we don't always listen to our body, do we? So at nighttime, when you start getting tired, it's okay to go to sleep. Give yourself permission to go to sleep when you're tired. Don't think you got to stay up and finish the show on Netflix or, or, or whatever it might be. Fire stick. Get some rest because you need rest. What's the key to a great morning? It's the night before. Get some rest because we need that. Practice those things in our life. If you haven't done it yet, you can go to restquiz.com and complete this rest assessment because this rest assessment will help you to see which of these seven areas of rest that you might be deficient in in your life. It'll give you a next step plan. It'll take you about 10 minutes to do. Go to restquiz.com. Some of you may have did that already this past week, but you can do it again because it's going to help you in your journey. We've been looking at the life of Elijah. And today we're simply gonna unpack a couple gifts of rest, but we're continuing to look at Elijah's life and how it mirrors our own life. Elijah was one of the most ordinary people in the entire Bible, but yet God used him to do extraordinary things. We don't know who his family was. We don't know what family line he was born into. All of a sudden, there was Elijah saying yes to God and going in and telling the king who was a dangerous king, it's not gonna rain until I say, see you later. And he took off and left. Wow, and yet God did huge things in and through his life. He had some guts, but he had struggles. He dealt with depression. He felt hopeless at times. He didn't have joy at times. He had ups and downs, weaknesses. What did God keep doing? Kept encouraging him to keep moving forward. So what we've discovered is, is there are three stages to our life cycle. 
that are continual. They need to continue to flow in our life. It begins with, and Elijah modeled these pieces. So we see in 1 Kings 18, 46, where we see the power of the Lord came on Elijah and tucking in his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. Well, here's what we discover is God's created Elijah to run, to run how? To run into God's perfect plan for his life. To run into the next thing that God was going to do in him and through him. To run to work. Not run, you can use your car tomorrow, okay? To run into that next phase. And where does it begin? It begins with surrender. Run into God's perfect plan. You may want to write James 4, 7 text down somewhere. But here's where it begins. In James 4, 7, James says, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee. Isn't that a great promise? We just submit ourselves to God. God, I want to run into your plan for my life today. I want to run into your presence. I submit to you and I resist the devil, the lies of the scheme and lies of the enemy. And wow, God says, and he's going to flee away from you. Yes. I know some of y'all could use some less devil at work in your life this next week, right? Submit, resist, he's going to flee. It's a great promise. So we run into God's perfect plan for our lives. He's created us to run. He's given us energy to run. And you know, we're also created to rest. And this is the second phase of the cycle to cease from labor, observe, and worship. And God created Elijah to rest. In the very beginning, he was willing to rest. He said yes to God. When God let him out to this brook to drink from, he watched it dry up in front of him. And God was working and moving in his life. He was resting, being fed by the ravens. So he was willing to rest. Sometimes we're not willing to rest. And Elijah was running into God's plan for his life. He was getting drained. And now all of a sudden, he's believing lies of the enemy. He is drained. And he says, man, I just want to die. I'm no better than my ancestors. Maybe you're here today and you felt like, man, I just want to die. I just want to go to sleep and check out. I want you to know God cares about you greatly. And right here in this moment, he wants you to feel his love. Because when Elijah was tired and he he couldn't rest on his own, his body caught up to him and he fell asleep underneath a broom tree and wanted to die. And what did God do? He sent an angel to him and he touched him. And, And when Elijah woke up, it wasn't this long lesson of how you blew it all these steps of the way. It was Elijah, get up and eat. God loved on him. And whatever you're feeling down about, discouraged about, beat up about, feeling like checking in about, you need to know that God wants to nurture you and feed you because he has a plan to continue to work and move in your life. Elijah got up and ate. He fell asleep again. And God touched him again. Get up and eat again because your journey ahead of you is going to be long. And he got up and said, okay, God. And he ate again. Then he took off on the journey. And God was working and moving in his life. And so when we rest, we cease from labor. We observe and we worship, and we need periods of rest. It needs to be consistent in our life. This is a cycle of life. Each one of these can happen. They happen daily in our lives to some degree. They happen weekly in our lives. They happen annually in our our lives. This cycle is continually at work in our life. God's created us to run. He's created us to rest because that is how we get rejuvenated. The word re, we go back to a prior state because God is at work in our lives. I love this, 1 Kings 19. So we, we look here, and after Elijah rested, he went into this journey, and we see in 1 Kings 19, um, 
1 Kings 19 in verse um, 9, he went into a cave and he spent the night. He got to the place he was going. He spent the night and the Lord now appears to Elijah. This place of rest got him in a position to hear the next step from God. Some of you are thinking, man, why can't I hear the next step from God? Maybe you've been running too much and not resting because it's in the rest that we get a chance to listen. The Lord appeared to Elijah. The word of the Lord came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? I love this. God's always asking Elijah a question. What are you doing here? He's asking you today, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? He didn't say, Elijah, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? So Elijah replied, well, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, put your prophets to death with the sword. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me. So now Elijah's getting a little big on himself. He's like, God, I've been the superhero, but he wasn't speaking the truth. He wasn't really the only one left. There were other people hidden that were left, but he was so focused on what didn't go right where he felt battered down about. But notice, God doesn't go back and correct him in those areas or beat him up. Say, why didn't God do that? Because he doesn't do that for us either. Wow, so look at what God said. I, I, I love this, verse 11. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Wow, he tells him to go out and stand because I'm about to come by. Can you imagine if you were Elijah? Oh, wait a minute, God, you're gonna come by? You're gonna come meet with me? Wow. And then we see here, continuing in verse 11, that a great powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. Can you imagine seeing rocks just split right in front of you? What must it have been like? I'm sure Elijah was thinking, God, you're gonna be in this big thing because you're always in the, the big things, but God wasn't in the wind. Wow, but the Lord was not in the wind and after the wind, there was an earthquake. Elijah was watching the earth being split apart and shaken. Maybe he was holding on to something, I don't know. But he's probably thinking, oh, surely God's gonna be here because God, God's in the, the big things and after the earthquake came a fire. And I just keep thinking, because I, I love to imagine myself being there. Maybe Elijah got some tan on him then, okay? He felt some heat coming at him. Surely God must be in the fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came, check this out, a gentle whisper. It's when we get still that we can hear God's voice. It's when we get still that we see God at work in our lives. It's when we get still that we can hear the next move, the next step in our journey. And God loved on Elijah God's created us in his own image for a purpose. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave because he knew that was God. You know, I believe God is speaking to you at this very moment. He wants you to hear the truth about his great love for you. He doesn't want you to go backwards and focus on the past. He wants you to focus on the future because that is God's heart. So then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? He asked him again. 
And he's hoping Elijah's gonna pick, on some, pick up on some stuff. So he goes back into a spill. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, put your prophets to death, and I'm the only one left. And verse 15, now here's God's response. It wasn't Elijah, why you keep telling me the same lies? The Lord said to him, go back the way you came. Wow. So in other words, what God is saying to Elijah is get back in the fight. How many of you need to get back in the fight today? How many of you need to get back in the game today of pursuing God's perfect plan for your life? God just saying, get back in the game. Don't focus on your failures. Don't focus when you blew it. Don't, don't focus on, on the sin that just keeps tangling you up. You focus on the presence of God and you move into your future and God will help you through his presence with the other areas of your life. Just go back the way you came into the desert of Damascus. And if you ever feel like you're walking through hell, just make sure you keep walking. Don't put up a tent. Don't camp out on the past. Keep moving forward. He says, when you get there, anoint Hazel king over Aram. Yes. And then he says in verse 16, and also anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel, and anoint Elijah, son of Shaphat, from Abel, Mahola, to succeed you as a prophet. And I don't know if I messed up any of those things, but it doesn't matter, okay? But you know what? Here's the amazing thing is God is saying, Elijah, I want you to reproduce. It's the next R. Elijah, you're not a loser. I want you to reproduce yourself in someone else. And another life, maybe it's your child, maybe it's a grandchild, maybe it's a child you're working with in our kids' ministry, maybe it's someone at school, maybe it's someone at work. God wants to use your changed lives because God loves to use changed lives to change lives. He's in the reproduction business. People come to know Jesus. You have a story that, 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 that there is someone else out there that can relate to your story like they can't relate to anyone else's story. That is so true. And God wants to use you. But we have to focus on, we got to run into God's plan. Then we have to rest. And then we need to be reproducing. So Elijah rested and now God's pointing him into the future. God's pointing you into your future today. Who is it that needs to be encouraged in your life? Who is it that you need to be reproducing your life in? Sure, not a perfect life. We're sinners saved by God's grace, but God wants to use you to bring forth change because that is how God works. It is the heart of God. It is how he works every single time. And so in verse 19 of 1 Kings 19, Elijah went from there, found Elijah, son of Shaphat. He was plowing with the 12 yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the 12th pair. Elijah went up to him, check this out, threw his cloak around him, and then took off running. So Elijah's never met Elijah, but what was Elijah doing? See, Elijah was living this cycle. Elijah was running and he was resting and he knew God wanted him to reproduce. So he's walking through these motions. So he takes off. Hey, wait a minute. So now Elijah's leaving and Elijah takes off chasing him. He says, hey, wait a minute. Let me kiss my father, mother goodbye because Elijah knew that this was his next step in his journey. There's a next step in your journey today. Can you see it? God has it for you. He took his yoke and oxen and he, he slaughtered them there. And of course, Elijah, check out what Elijah says in verse 20. He says, what have I done to you? Go back. Elijah starts believing a lie again, thinking, oh no, what am I supposed to do? I'm not supposed to be doing that. He starts feeling bad. Don't feel bad when God uses you in someone's life. Know that God is at work. 
So Elijah left him and he, and he, and he went back and he, he slaughtered the oaks, he burned the plow, he left the past behind him and he moved into his future. You know, there are two gifts of rest that with these gifts orchestrated in our life, it will help trench a trail toward a well-rested life. And the first one is boundaries. Man, we need some healthy boundaries in our life. How many of y'all could say today, I could use some, some more healthy boundaries in my life? We need boundaries in our life. You know, James 1.17, James says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. So the first gift of rest is the gift of boundaries. Think about this statement here for a minute. Another well-intended day devoured by too many yeses. Can anyone relate to a day about too many yeses? We all can in our life at times. And, and you know, it's a, the truth is, is rest is not a luxury, it's a necessity. It's not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of strength. When you rest, you're being smart because it's gonna give you what you need to reproduce yourself in another life, to see God work and move, and then it's gonna help you run into God's perfect plan for your life, and then you're gonna rest again, and you're gonna do it all over. It's a continual cycle in our life. So we need to be thinking about what's stealing your rest today because rest is needed to be able to give into the lives of those we care for. If we're not rested properly, we cannot give into the lives of other people. But we're gonna need some boundaries because we have to do some self-care. How many of y'all could use some more self-care in your life? Oh, the last thing the devil wants you to do is take care of yourself because when you take care of yourself, you hear God more freely and you're more apt to follow him and say, yes, Lord. When we get drained, tired, and depleted is when we're much more vulnerable to the lies of the enemy and the, the schemes that come after us. So we need to know what's stealing our rest because answering this question will help reveal the benefits of having boundaries and the gift we have in setting boundaries within our lives. We need some personal boundaries because they are gonna help define Find your identity. And we need to always be authentic with how we're feeling. You need to be real. Be authentic. But, but, but here's one important thing to know. When you start setting boundaries, someone's not going to like it. But they can get over it. Boundaries are very confrontational. They don't always bring peace. But you need to take care of yourself. Because the truth is, is most people aren't going to naturally take care of you. You have to learn how to take care of yourself and rest in God's presence and continue to follow after him. We need that in our lives. We need to be protecting our time to connect with others because we're created to need God vertically and we're created to need others horizontally. And here at Crosspoint, we got lots of ways that you can connect with other people here at Crosspoint. Matter of fact, if you got your phones, take out your phone and go to our church app. And, and look at all the different events and things coming up. Protect your time to connect with people. Bling is taking place today. We have a back to the basics lunch at 1230. And then they're going to go in the warehouse and get some encouragement. Tuesday at 9 a.m. We got our, our vintage coffee and chaos group for 55 and older. That's my group to hang out, visit, get to know each other. A lot of great things going on. Two weeks from today, we got our Forge 3M, our men's gathering, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. 
you can go to the events on our app, just put in Crosspoint 247 into your app store, our app will pop up, download it, check out all the events, sign up for events, use this because it's going to help you get connected because we need to be connected. We even got kids events and activities coming up. And next Sunday, back to church Sunday. You can invite someone to come back with you next Sunday. We're going to have ice cream Sundays from Dairy Queen next Sunday. We're getting 700 ice cream Sundays. So you can click on from our church app, Back to Church Sunday, and you see it there come up. Just simply take a screenshot of it and send it to a friend. Text it to a friend. Because our evangelism strategy at Crosspoint is invite, invite, invite. You can take a screenshot of, of, of an event, of any event, and invite a friend to come to that event because God wants to use you to help someone else run into his perfect plan to rest well in their lives and to reproduce others. Wow, that's God's heart. That's God's plan, and and we need the gift of reflection. We need to be reflecting on God at work and our life. We need to be slowing down and, and listening to him because when we do, we see him at work. When I sit and reflect, what God wants you to feel is his love. When you sit and reflect, don't go backwards about all your mess ups. No, you be forward focused because you have a testimony. If you can still breathe air, God's not done with you yet. And the best is yet to come. We all have a story. We all have a testimony. Look at these two hands in the water here with the reflection because I was with a friend in Oklahoma and we're taking some pictures here. And we see the, we we put our hand down toward the water and we see the reflection there. You know, when we get still and we reflect, we analyze our life. Look at your life in five-year increments. Analyze your last day, your last week. Think about where have you seen God at work in your life? Reflect on his love for you. Reflect on the fact that just like Elijah, God's not beating you up either. Because there's no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. God's presence moves us forward. It's the devil that that defeats us, that, that beats us up. And we sit and reflect, we see, wow, God's right there. But here's the amazing thing about God. God is not a cosmic killjoy, and he's not keeping the blessing just out of reach. Look at this next picture. God is connecting to us and he's connecting to you right now in this room. Whether you're listening, whether you're here in person, God has a word for you. He has a message for you. He's got some healing he wants to do in your life. How many of y'all could use a miracle? How many of y'all could use a miracle? I know I could use a miracle. A miracle is something that happens that we can't take the credit for. Maybe it's a physical healing. Maybe it's an emotional healing. Maybe it's the God to lead you to the right person to marry if you're single. Or, or maybe it's healing in your marriage. Or, or maybe it's financial breakthrough. Maybe you're just really stuck in a rut. Maybe you're emotionally down and been depressed. We all, need, we all could use a miracle, a breakthrough, something to happen to where we'll see God at work and recognize in that stillness and that reflection that God loves me greatly. Each one of us are his favorite child at the same time. So say this with me. Say this after me. I am God's favorite child. That is the truth. Tell someone today. Tell your kids today. You're God's favorite child. You're God's favorite child. What about Joey? Well, he's God's favorite child too. We're all God's favorite child. God's never thought anything bad about you. He loves you. He wants to move. Does he get disappointed or sad? Disappointed? Say yes. But he is with you. He wants to move you into your future. Can you see that? 
And we have to recognize that and be willing to reflect on that. When we choose to omit rest from our life, we are choosing to look away from God. We need to get still. We need to set some boundaries and, and we need to reflect because God is at work in your life. And we're gonna close our service with a song. And the song is called My Testimony from Elevation Worship. It's a great song. And when we sing this song after we pray, I want to encourage you to assume whatever posture of worship that you feel led to be in. Maybe it's sitting still. There's no right, wrong, or way to worship. You can worship sitting down with your arms folded and head bowed. You can worship standing up. But I want to encourage you to remove any distraction, the thought about lunch, the thought about this and that from your mind is own right in what God wants to do in you right now as you sing this back to him. Because I am convinced that worship makes us stronger. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you're a big God. And if you're here right now, and if you could use a miracle today, just lift a palm toward heaven right now. A palm up is a sign that I'm willing to receive. If you could use a breakthrough right now, lift a palm up to God. And God, you know everyone in this room, everyone listening that's been hurting, that's been tired, that needs to build in seasons of rest, daily rest, weekly rest, monthly rest, annual rest. God, you know what areas of rest we're deficit in. God, you know the ones that we need to be replenishing. Help us to see this, this action plan is to simply to run in and recognize what we're depleted and move into our future. Help us to see that today. God, you know the hurt and the pain that we carry with our lives. I pray for a miracle of healing. God, I pray for emotional healing. I pray for mental healing. I pray for physical healing, sensory healing, social healing, creative healing today at this very moment. Whatever it is you need from God, whatever it is you're hurting about, just tell him right now. He's in the room. Just tell him right now, God, I, I, I need you. Just pray it in your heart. Whatever it is you need. Because God loves to give good gifts. And healing is a good gift. God, move us into this next week. Help us to see where you're at work in our lives and take our next step. We love you, God. And we're so humbled that you would love someone like me and someone like everyone here. Thank you for your grace and mercy. In Jesus' name.